Hello? What's up, bro? Hey, this is pretty cool. That's what I'm saying, bro. Like, I, I, like I did an episode with uh, I, I talked to Joey Lane, and he said that you guys were pretty good, pretty good friends. So I was like, yeah, man, that's pretty cool. Yeah, no, I just uh, I was just scrolling through your recent episodes, and I saw yeah, you got the uh, the legend Joey Buckets Lane on here last. So it's an honor to follow in uh, <laughs> the footsteps of a guy like that. So, dude, it's it's great to have you on here, man. I mean, I. Uh, Joey, dude, it's it's really hard. Like I understand like scheduling and stuff, but it's like hard like when trying to get people on here. You you have no idea, dude. Yeah, I mean, obviously it's the off season right now, so things are a little more chill than you know in season. But um, uh, my life's a little more hectic than I'm sure some people in the off season, just because we're getting ready for uh, the baby coming in a couple months. Uh, so we're pretty excited about that. Just set up the nursery. And so she's always got me doing some honeydews, um, and, and tax season. We just finished our taxes today for the first time doing it by myself. So that was, uh, that was interesting as well. I, I, I'm starting to feel like an adult now, you know, college, college was fun, but I felt like I was in such a bubble. Now you're, you really do get thrown into the real world, even though I am still playing a kid's game but you know there's certainly more responsibilities that i'm undertaking at the moment so i think i think taxes are going to be a regular thing now where even people a lot younger now are going to have to learn how to do that shit you know because now that everybody can make college uh college money um they're gonna need to learn how to do those taxes man yeah it was kind of it was kind of fun though because we did it on TurboTax, and it shows you kind of your tax refund because this year I made enough money that Uncle Sam got his his Ooh. firm grasp into my wallet um, or, or the paychecks. So I was able to get some. I was able, it was fun to see how much money that I was able to get back. But nothing <laughs> exactly. But yeah, that just means that he just took more out of my paycheck to begin with. So um, but yeah, taxes. That's you know they say that taxes things you can't get rid of. So. No, dude, you work you work your ass off all year long, and then you still owe them money. So, I mean, it's not like they didn't take enough from you throughout the season that uh, now you have to uh, pay them even more money. I don't get it, man. Taxes are fucking weird. Yeah, they, they were. And, yeah, I did notice my name is Fru. I guess I just fat-fingered it as I uh, as I was logging on to this, to this podcast thing. It's, this is... Now, is this the main podcast thing? I don't listen to enough podcasts. This is this is pretty new to me. What is this? Yeah, this Call is kind of like uh, I can't speak for like what other people do for like their shows and stuff, but I think this platform kind of gives me like a better ability to uh, share it with people. Like people can listen live, right? When you think of a podcast, you don't really think of people. Uh, being able to listen live while you do it, right? So with this, people can listen live. Like Isaiah down there, he's one of my followers on Instagram. So he'll hop in, listen live. And then even after I get done with it, I'll still publish it for people like a normal podcast. But this gives people the ability. I think it's they call it call-in because while I'm doing the podcast with like former players and stuff, it gives like the fans and the followers the ability to call in and ask them questions themselves. Oh, that's sick. Yeah, that's cool. That's really cool. Seems like everybody's got a podcast nowadays. And just talking about Joey, I mean, he's a perfect example. I mean, anybody, you know, anybody that's got a good personality, I just feel like just, hey, let's let's make a podcast. Why not? But uh, I feel like that's just kind of how the world's going, though. You know, there's so much, like, 
money you can make and different things you can do online now. I mean, it's just why not take advantage of doing something? I've even thought about doing it myself, but you know, we're I'm just trying to make money with my foot first, and then maybe we'll uh, maybe a little bit further down the line. Well, shit, you guys did YouTube uh, while at Ohio State, right? We chatted about it. You guys really couldn't do anything with making money on it, but uh-huh. now, like. You guys, I don't know if you guys are still sticking up, sticking with the YouTube stuff or not, but now you can make money with it. So, yeah, no, we did. I did a lot of things. Yeah. While I was in college to almost like, you know, build my brand, uh, capitalize it once you were able to make money. And then it seems like right as soon as I left, that's when the whole NIL deal comes. And dude, um, you would have been one of the highest paid, if not the highest paid, like punter in the entire world. I was like, yeah, maybe punter. I don't think. I don't think uh, Justin Fields and I were competing for the same kind of NIL deal. Dude, you would have had all the water companies reaching out to you, man, to freaking sponsor been, their water and shit. That would have been sweet. You know, I had, a, I had a good time in college, especially creating a lot of content and had a lot of fun doing that. And uh, certainly something I want to continue doing in the future. But uh, right now, you know, this it's a different world right now with the NFL. And, you know, I'm just trying to present myself as serious as possible and, you know, focus more on flipping the field than making any kind of crazy trick shot video at the moment. But it is definitely something I uh, would like to do again in the future. Uh, maybe when uh, I'm a little more comfortable in my uh, current position. I feel you, man. Let's, let's rewind time a little bit. Like before, um, when you were in high school, I mean, how does like recruiting work as a punter? Is it the same way as like any other like skilled position would be like, What's recruiting like being a punter? Like, what's the recruiting process like? Yeah, my recruiting process was kind of crazy because I I came out wanting to be a quarterback. quarterback. That was what I, yeah, that's what I I played. You know, I played varsity quarterback in high school and I would go into quarterback camps. And then after the camp was over, that's when the specialists and the kickers and everybody would go out and do the thing. And I was like, well, I, I I punt in high school too. I might as well go. Might as well go kick a couple balls and see where I stack up. And, yeah, I'd go and I'd do well at these camps or whatever. And and then a kicking coach found me at one of these camps that I went to trying to be a quarterback at. And uh, he's like, hey, I think you got a, a talent for this. And so I started training with him that offseason and then went to this, uh, this ranking, kind of like, you know, those seven-on-seven camps that those guys go to. Uh-huh. Like the quarterback, what is it, Elite Eleven? It's 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 like that, but for kickers and punters. And uh wound up getting ranked number one. And I was like, okay, maybe maybe that kicking coach was wasn't just blowing smoke. And uh think I I did have a talent for it. And after that, it's like the phone phone wouldn't stop ringing. Uh, my first offer was was Florida State. I just went down there just on like a little junior day visit. And uh, that was when Jimbo Fisher was still uh, coaching there. And I was in his office. I didn't even know you could get a scholarship for punting. That's how <laughs> ignorant I was in this whole recruiting. Because um, my dad, he didn't play college football. Um, you know, we didn't even watch much football on TV growing up. We didn't have cable. So I wasn't much into it, especially as I am now. But, um, yeah, just my entire knowledge of the whole recruiting and football process you know it, it was so limited and yeah once he offered me a full ride to go punt and that became public i mean it seemed like everybody 
everybody was just jumping on board off me. Scott, the only one I really had to work for was Ohio State, actually. Um, I went to, I had to go to multiple camps and uh, putt in front of uh, uh, Coach Meyer for him to officially give me the scholarship. But uh, so maybe that was kind of like, you know, the girl that didn't want you. <laughs> it just made me want them more. And um, obviously that, that worked out. And I'm glad I, I'm glad I went there. But um, yeah, I mean, I, I certainly yeah, didn't grow up wanting to be a punter. I was, I was wanting to play basketball quarterback. And then it just kind of, that's just how things worked out. Um, but I am glad it worked out that way because I, I would not be uh, playing for the Bengals as a quarterback. <laughs> I can guarantee I wouldn't have even been Ohio State. I don't know. I don't even know if I would have been good enough to walk on. Uh, but uh, <laughs> yeah. did you? Um, was Ohio State like you said? You had to fight for the uh, fight for that scholarship, pretty much, right? So, were you considering? Like, who else were you considering? Uh, my top three were at the end was Florida State just because, you know, they were the first. They really got the ball rolling on people, you know, giving me uh, scholarships. And they then it was – what's up? I said they need those scholarships up there. <laughs> yeah. Um, that would have been great. I mean, really any of the schools offered me, you couldn't go wrong. I mean, I was, I was very fortunate to have the schools that I did. Um, but, yeah, so it was Florida State top three and then obviously Ohio State. And then lastly, it was BYU for religious ties because I'm LDS or or Mormon. So, you know, that was a that was another tough decision to make at the time, too. But, uh, yeah, no, I, I say it ended up working out all right. And uh, Ohio State, you know, obviously being close to home, that was a big factor. And then uh, the kicking coach I mentioned earlier, he was a big Ohio State fan. And uh, Sean Nurnberger, I'm sure you remember that name. Oh yeah, for sure. He's a legend. Yeah, he man. Oh yeah, Nurnberg. Yeah, he uh, he works with the same kicker, kicking coach that I did in high school. Um, so uh, so that was another you know Ohio State tie. You know, he was kind of the older guy of the kickers that we were working with. So he was someone that was kind of looked I'd kind of looked up to when I was younger, and um, you know would would be thought it would be awesome to play together. And we got to for a couple of years. So that was sweet. It's weird, man. Like thinking about players at Ohio State, because sometimes maybe a player won't last for many years, you know, like the skilled position plays. I even know, I remember who the kicker was before Sean was, bro. It was freaking, I think, Drew Basil. Drew Basil, um, yeah. Drew Basil. And then right before you were an opponent, we had, um, go ahead, fill me out. Awesome. Yeah. The Aussie. Uh, <laughs> dude, I knew his name too. I reached out to him to try to do a podcast and, he was like, uh, not really his thing. He said, but you should reach out to Drew because he'd be perfect to be on there. <laughs> he, he he threw me out there like that. That's funny, dude. I yeah. was like, I was like, I want to get Drew on there. I, I mean, like, I know, I knew you were gonna do it because me and me and you've been like chatting it up for a while. But um, he said just to reach out. He's like, it's not for everybody, you know. But I felt like just having him on here just with his accent, bro, would have just been fun. Oh, Cameron, yeah, Cameron, he's a good time. No, I, I, yeah, I was with him for one year for my redshirt year, and then. Um, yeah, I was with Sean for, I think my first two years. Um, but yeah, it's, it's kind of funny. Yeah. Specialists, we tend to, you know, we, we don't, we're not a three and out kind of position. You know, I was there for five years and, and typically, you know, when I'm on the field, it's, I'm, I'm 14 yards away from the, you know, the next closest guy. So you, and kickers, you know, you run out there, everybody's looking at the kicker and everything. So you know, you do kind of wind up in 
the spotlight and it, it's it's easier to remember i'm sure the the kicker's name or the punter's name more than the uh you know the backup left tackle I mean, yeah just because i mean when if i know you're not on the field a lot but you're usually at the university for you know m- most of the time at least four years and uh you, you know when you're out there doing your job all eyes are on you um and that's not, you know, that's not always the case for a lot of the other positions, except for like quarter, quarterback or <clears throat> running back or someone like that. So I'd say, I'd say like, I mean, I mean, I, I don't know if I'm wrong, but I feel like kickers and punters probably have one of the hardest jobs on the entire team. Now, in terms of, you know, physically, no, not uh, physically, but what they're, what they're called on to do oh, is, yeah. is really stressful. And I feel like. I don't know what you guys feel when you're on that field. Like if they're like, Hey, you need to come on the field, uh, the punt the ball away and give us good field position. Because if you don't, if you don't get a good punt off, they get a, they're just going to go 20 yards and kick a game winning field goal, you know? Oh yeah. I mean, certainly our position is more mental based than it is physical base. And probably, you know, 90% of it is really mental because, you know, you can, anybody can go out on the field and swing as hard as they can and hit the ball you know, 40, 50 yards or back up, you know, 50 yards, try to hit a field goal. But then you, you know, then you put the game on the line or, you know, tough weather conditions and, you know, guys rushing at you in your face. And, you know, you kind of have to be able to hone it in and still be able to do your job at a high level with a lot of different factors where literally if an inch, not even an inch sometimes, if you're just off by like a millimeter, it's a completely different kick, completely different outcome of the play. So, um, yeah, you have to be really fine-tuned in what you do, and, and uh, a lot of it's confidence as well. You know, you can't go out there uh, scared, but uh, but you kind of learn to love that that pressure and environment. But I would never want to be a kicker. I'm, I mean, punting, I got 53 yards uh, for the most part. You know, hit it somewhere down the field between the – you know, sidelines, but kickers, that's, that's a lot more room for error. And, um, I, I'm fine with, uh, holding the ball for the kicker, but, um, uh, I was never a fan of kicking. I, I will most certainly always stick to, uh, punting. I think kickers have it the worst when it comes okay. to, uh, the pressure. So, yeah, I mean, you could, you can shank three kicks in a game and rebound back and everybody's like, okay, yeah, he got one, but then man, the kicker misses, a kick in a game and people are looking at him like, dude, what the hell are you doing, bro? Yeah. Especially, especially at this level NFL. I mean, you miss one kick and people are calling for a job. I mean, it's crazy. I mean, you literally are expected to be perfect in a job that is, is not very easy. Um, if you actually know, the the, you know, the position, um, but these guys, they just get better and better each year. Um, even watching, uh, you know, Evan McPherson for the Bengals this year, I got to see him up close and in person. I mean, you know, you just, you just have to be so refined to where, you know, when you go out there, it's just going to be the same kick and the same thing, you know, over and over again. And that only comes after doing thousands and thousands of reps. So, um, yeah, but it's, uh, it's fun. I mean, it, it, it makes it, it makes it interesting. That's for sure. Yeah. I would definitely with, like you said, Evan McPherson, I would probably, I don't know how many people I would put up there like in the best kicker category, but I feel like he's up there with top three to top five kickers in the NFL right now as a rookie, you know? Right. Yeah. No, he had an incredible season and uh, you know, he's, he's got the the head on his shoulders to continue to do so. 
Uh, I think he'll he'll play for a long time in Cincinnati if he wants to. That's for sure. He's got the uh, the skill set. That's for sure. But you know, that, I mean, it always is one year to the next. You know, you can you can have a great year, but it's just you know you got to come out and be that consistent player over the next couple of years. You go out and there's there's all kinds of stories. You find a kicker who have a great year the year before, and the next year. He, he misses a few, misses a game winner, and he's he's out the door in three, four games. I mean, it's just there's no messing around uh, when it comes. Punting and kicking, bro, it's the same situation. You right. could start off the season on a high note and then really fall off at the end of the season. You could be – it's like the Browns situation, man. I mean, uh, Chase McLaughlin, he started the season off really well with the Browns, man, and then he kind of fell off a little bit at the end of the season, and people were calling for him to, like, dude, like – calling for a new kicker same thing with uh jamie gillen right he lost his job he got injured and then he got booted like you were yep. you tried out for the browns yep i had a workout there i had a, i had six seven workouts this year yeah it was a it was it's a different ball game that's for sure i mean it's nfl not for long and uh you know if, you, if you're not doing your job someone else is looking for it you know there's only only 32 jobs in the world and and uh there's certainly more capable kickers and punters out there than just uh, 32. So, um, you know, there is no off days. <laughs> you can't have an off day at this level. And, and even at some college, um, programs, you know, when you get that phone call, like from one of these NFL teams, cause they want to bring you in for a tryout. What's that? What's the tryout process? Like walk me through that process. So yeah, you'll basically, you'll be sitting at home. I don't know any day of the week they could come and bring you in. Most of the time I would work out on uh, Tuesdays, which is the off day. So I'd be sitting at home Monday, Sunday night and agent would give me a call like, Hey, so-and-so is going to bring you in. And sometimes it's either later that day or maybe the following morning you get on a flight or you get in your car if, if you're local enough and you go drive there, you, you know, they got your equipment, they got your little workout shirt and shorts and give you a bag of balls and uh, give you like 10 minutes to warm up and then head coach, sometimes GM position coaches, sometimes we'll have a returner out there and you kick for about 15 minutes and then that's it. They either give you a thumbs up or a thumbs down or, um, and so, yeah, and you, it's, it happens fast, but, uh, you know, that's why you always got to be ready. Um, you know, you just never know when that phone's going to ring and some guys, I've heard stories they'll go years without even getting a single chance. And then sometimes all it takes is just that one team that likes you and, and, uh, and the uh, position and timing's good and you just stick and they play for 15, 16 years, you know, at this position. So um, it, it, it's pretty cutthroat, but yeah, I mean, you gotta, you gotta carry an even head on your shoulders or you'll, you'll go crazy um, during this whole process. But uh I'm happy with the position I'm in now. Hopefully I don't have to go through that uh, that whole free agent circuit again, but you know, who knows? When you're when you're in that when you're trying out for a team and you got other kickers there, are you like all on the same field or are you guys there at the same time or is it different times? No, you show up. Sometimes it's just you. Sometimes I think one workout I had there were five other punters, so it's just um yeah, you mean you just all show up and, and you do your own things. And most of the time, you know, this it's a pretty small world specialist. I mean, everybody kind of knows each other. So, you know, you'll show up and, and you might have just worked out with that guy a couple of weeks ago at a different 
uh, team or maybe you trained with them that summer or, you know, you just know a lot of guys resumes just cause, um, you know, there is, it's a pretty small kicking community. And, um, so yeah, you, you might be friends with a couple guys, but at the same time, you're trying to, everybody's fighting for that same job. You know, only one guy might walk away with a job if any. Um, so it, it's buddy, buddy at first, but then once, you know, the ball is snapped and, and you got to perform, you know, you're, you're trying to take that job. So. Yeah, you guys are all there for the same reason, fighting for the same thing. It's just it's just weird, right? Because, like, as a fan, I'm not speaking because I'm definitely not a pro, but when you tried out for that that Browns position, bro, um, I mean, the guy that ended up winning the job, I'm just saying, like, no offense to Colquitt, but there's, <laughs> I'm just saying, like, he wasn't that good for the Browns last year, bro. Yeah, it was funny. None of the guys uh, that worked out that day when I was there, he, like, he didn't work out that day. Um, none of the guys – ended up getting signed from that day. And yeah, I know that I remember you'd asked me to do an interview. It might've been even during the season. I forget when it was, but um, yeah, I was, it was tough. I was, I was certainly uh, up and down throughout the season, uh, mainly because when I'd go to these workouts, a big thing I would always hear and of why I wouldn't have won it was because I didn't have any NFL game film uh, because I'd gotten hurt uh, in training camp or right before training camp this past season. So I couldn't play in any of the preseason games. And um, so that was always kind of deflating to hear after I'd, I'd have a good workout or something. And I thought that I would have won the job, but then, then they give that excuse or, or that reasoning. And uh, it was always a deflating uh, plane ride or drive back home. Um, But luckily the Bengals kept bringing me back every now and then. So that would give me a little bit of, a little bit of hope and whatnot. But, uh, yeah, it's it's interesting. You know, everybody's got their their story and hopefully that's just going to be a be a part of mine. But, yeah, I would love would love to play for the Brownies. That would have been great. Dude, uh, I was I was ready for it, man. When you said like when the Browns, like like whoever announces that shit. And I, I heard that you were trying out. I'm like, fuck, dude. I'm like, that's actually really exciting because I'm like, Jamie Gillen. I mean, I think his name just kind of was a lot of hype. I mean, cool guy and stuff, but I don't think he was a good punter. Um same thing with Colquitt. I felt like I, I felt like it was like a cool opportunity to get any of the Buckeye guys, especially like a guy like you on that team, bro. Like I was excited, and then we see we see who got the job, and we're like, I don't understand. Especially when you said they try to give you like, oh, you don't have any film. Like, why would they bring you the, in the first place? You know, like, what, what? Why would they waste your time just to give you that excuse? I mean, you either can punt or you can't. You know, right, right, right. Yeah, no, it's. It's interesting, and you know, sometimes you just got to go out there and do your best, and hopefully, they like what you see, and they remember it down the line. But uh, um, yeah, no, I do remember when I got the call to go work out there, and I don't know, yeah, whoever broke it, some Cleveland news people. I got a lot of love. Yeah, yeah I remember that. It was uh, same thing with Cincinnati. I, I feel like Cincinnati and the Browns. Certainly, there's a lot of Buckeye fans in that in that fan base as well, and. Um, I remember a lot of people were rooting for me to get that job and that would have been, that would have been sweet. But uh, yeah, who knows? Maybe, maybe somewhere down the line, they might've liked what they saw and remember it later on. So you just, you just never know how this whole thing can work out. But uh, yeah, Cleveland, Cleveland's not the easiest place to punt either. So, you know, I wouldn't, the weather? Be too, wouldn't be too hard on some of these punters. I know I've heard horror stories of, uh, of yeah, it'd be the weather there. I guess the wind coming off the lake and, okay especially late in the season. Um, you know, if a punter hasn't quite dealt with those conditions before, it can be 
uh, a little intimidating, I'm sure, but uh, yeah. uh, I would I would have been ready for the challenge, that's for sure. Yeah, like I said, no offense to any of these players. I'm just speaking as like a just as a fan, you know. <laughs> no, I get shit. You. No, I got you. <laughs> I'm just I'm just being biased. I'm being a hater, bro, because I wanted you to get that job. So I mean, well, I appreciate like, you know, support. Can't yeah. help it. <laughs> you and my wife are in the same same boat. Then <laughs> what? Uh, what was the season like with the Bengals? Like, what was the Bengals situation with you? Like from the beginning to like what happened there. I don't, I'm trying to, I'm confused. Cause I know you were on their practice squad, right? Yeah. I was on the practice squad five times throughout the season. Um, probably spent about half the season with them. Um, yeah, I was, so I'd signed them with them after the draft, undrafted free agent went to uh rookie mini camp and OTAs and training camp, but was hurt all through training camp. Couldn't participate in preseason. So they were the really, they were really the last ones that had any, I guess, recent film on me from OTAs. That would have been the last time I actually punted, um, you know, where someone was filming me. Um, so I guess they liked what they saw enough in OTAs to keep bringing me back throughout the season. And, um, you know, a lot of the a lot of the opportunities guys got this past year, especially in the position, the specialist position was because of uh, COVID. The, uh, the practice squad was expanded to 16 people. And a lot of those spots were meant for to carry an extra backup punter or kicker or long snapper because if one of those guys go down, you know, if they pop positive right before the game, you know, you're going to see some receiver going out there kicking off or a punter who had never kicked before try to kick field goals. And that's that's a little bit more drastic of a, uh, you know, of a, of a game change than maybe your starting wide receiver, you know, uh, test positive and now the backup you know goes in but the, but they're still doing the same job it might not just be as you know high of a level but if you have a punter out there trying to kick field goals it, it it's gonna look pretty interesting um so that was a big reason why a lot of guys got jobs just in case um you know they they did pop positive so um but now that's that's not that's not the case anymore it's gone back to regular so it's gonna be interesting to see you know, how, how much the fewer opportunities that specialists do get, but, uh, yeah, they kept bringing me back. Um, you know, <laughs> at some weeks I would be on the practice squad and, uh, you know, I'd get released just cause they needed an extra receiver or something for the game and they were comfortable in the specialist position. So, but then they tell me, yeah, we'll probably bring you back next week. Just, just, uh, kick the returners or something like that. So I was, yeah, I was very fortunate to even have the opportunities that I did with uh, Cincinnati. They certainly didn't owe me anything to uh, give me the weeks they did, but I was uh, certainly grateful that they did. What What's your position right now? Like, what's your situation right now? So I've signed back with them, uh, Cincinnati, for on a futures contract, which basically is the exact same thing I signed after the draft last year. You know, nothing guaranteed. You're going to go in there and compete for another uh, spot. You're going to go to OTAs and training camp. And, you know, hopefully I'm healthy this time and can get some preseason film. And, um, you know, it would be great to stay in Cincinnati. But if not, then, you know, put enough good film on tape and um, somewhere else will pick me up. And I I won't run into that hurdle of, (laughs) you know, not having any film uh, recently. So, um, so yeah, we'll, we'll see. I mean, you know, I'm excited to get back and certainly having a year of the NFL experience under my belt is, is a, uh, is kind of a big confidence booster. Um, 
when it comes into a, you know, another, another camp or something, because it's football, but things a little different at this level. You know, you start to see more of the business side and, and things like that. And everything is in college. You can get away with a few things, but uh, NFL, I mean, it's, it's so, you, you almost have to be perfect. You know, I mean, there's no, there's no bad, you can't have shanks anymore. I mean, it's, you know, everything's got to be really fine tuned because you're playing for a lot of money. And, and if you're not doing your job, they're going to find someone else that is, is capable of it. So uh, like we were talking about earlier. So, so it's good to have that kind of experience under my belt going into a uh, year two now. So I'm it's pretty excited. Cutthroat league, right? What people say. Yeah, no, it's, it's fun, but you know, you, you certainly, uh, every day's a job interview. You know, there's 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 not a lot of guarantees, so uh, you got to present yourself that way, and uh, you know, play to the standard that that you know you're capable of, and what your coaches expect of you as well. So, oh shoot, we're coming up, man. On what? What is it? The two or three three or four year anniversary of your guys's proposal? <laughs> yeah, I just uh, I just saw the other day they some Twitter account uh, posted. Uh, our proposal and it's still out there in the interweb, you know, that, that never goes away. And it, it's usually right around Valentine's uh, day that we get a, we get tagged in a couple of those posts and everything. And um, certainly, certainly was our 15 minutes of fame. You could say that. Well, I mean, more than that, dude. I mean, like, I don't, what, what was your expectations for that? Did you think it was going to blow up the way it did? My expectation was hopefully she would say yes and I wouldn't have to transfer. <laughs> that would have been, that was my expectation. Um, but uh, no, we didn't, didn't really see this coming. And you know, I was fortunate to do it at a place like Ohio state where our spring game is literally as much as opening game of the opening home game of the season. You know, it's, that was certainly really cool. And I think that made the, the whole moment, you know, very special. And plus our, our media crew capturing it the way they did. And, you know, it's something it's, it's really nice to have, you know, a video like that and memories like that to show kids, grandkids and whatnot, and um, show them that I wasn't, that was pretty, I was, I was quite the romantic back in my day. So dude, I'm telling you, man, you probably, (laughs) there's no way you're still not bro. Come on. (laughs) Uh, you set the bar pretty high. It's hard to keep living up to that. You know, I might have I might have done myself a little injustice, you know, especially going from the proposal to our wedding, which was basically we eloped because of COVID. There was, that was a pretty <laughs> we had a big elaborate wedding plan. And then obviously, you know, uh is going to come in here and, and nix everybody's plans and um, certainly if that's the worst thing that came out of COVID for us, you know, we're not, we're not complaining too bad, but, um, it is kind of funny that, uh, we had this big proposal and then, you know, some people didn't even know we got married till things went back to normal just cause nobody was invited. <laughs> it was just me and her and in a little courtroom. So what percent, bro, you said like, you're happy. You're like glad she said, yeah, but what percent of doubt did you have that she might say no? Like on national television in front of 100,000 people. She has no way she was going to say no, man. I mean, there's always the chance, you know, that I don't think anything's 100%, but uh, my wife, she was my neighbor growing up and 
uh, you know, I knew her very well. She knew me very well and I knew her family and we, we talked about it, you know, we dated for about a year and, you know, I'm sure, I'm sure we, I, I had a good feeling that she was ready and, uh, I was more worried that she was just going to kick the ball and wasn't going to notice that I was actually posing. <laughs> that would have been that would have been a whole different kind of uh, viral video. <laughs> Her kick the ring right out of my hand. That would have been interesting. But, uh, kick the whole thing, dude. That would have been hilarious. And you, you, she didn't even know you had to go over there and pick it up. Did yeah, reaction on everybody's face. A little bit awkward, but uh, no, yeah, that's a whole. Well, you could you could do a whole episode on that whole day by itself. Um, just all the hurdles I had to jump through to be able to get to do that. And it almost didn't even happen. She was still in the stands with a couple minutes left in halftime. I'm like, uh, I'm supposed to propose to this girl in the moment. And oh, she's still in the stands right now. So it was, that was a whole, yeah, that, that could be a whole story by itself, but, uh, we're glad everything worked out and able to get the ring on the finger and, and, uh, <laughs> go about our life that way. So that's crazy. Guys. I mean, I don't think any, I mean, some, but not many people have, like, as of a memorable experience like that, man. I mean, I feel like that's something that's going to be part of Ohio State history, you know? I feel like a lot of people witness that live, but anybody that got to watch that on TV or on, on the Internet in general, that's, like, one of the – you you probably look up uh, best proposals, and I'm sure that might be in, like, some, some monta- montages and stuff <laughs> on YouTube. So I'd say that's up there with one of the top – freaking proposals of all time dude i i was shocked when that happened dude and i was so happy for you guys but i was like everybody's reaction to it happening i don't know who knew about it prior to it happening but the reactions is kind of what topped the entire thing off that's true no that's a, that's a good point yeah no only hand, handful of guys knew like the other specialists they knew but for the most tr- part i wanted to keep it kind of hush hush and get people's genuine reaction to it and and yeah, no, that was the coolest part when everybody ran onto the field and uh, we're celebrating it. And um, no, that, I, I think, yeah, that would probably be my, my fondest memory of the whole thing. Be able to share that with everybody. And um, obviously her saying yes, too. That's a pretty fun moment. But uh, I think that that is what really made the whole video and the whole moment special, too, by, you know, everybody, everybody being, a, being able to be a part of it. So. That's crazy. And now you're going to be a dad. How does that feel? Like, when did you find out you were going to be a dad? How did you find out you were going to be a dad? Uh, we found out it was about middle of the season um, this past year. And um, yeah, I mean, we, we've been talking about it. You know, we were kind of like, well, if it happens, it happens. We're ready. Um, we've got a place here back home in Indiana now. And, uh, you know, we had, we had the room for a baby and we certainly want to have we certainly knew that we wanted to have kids in the future. And, and, uh, so yeah, we, I found out I'd gone shopping one night, came home and she asked me to go see something in the office. And the only thing laying on her table was the, uh, the pregnancy test. And oh. I, I was like, no way. And she was just standing behind me, just trying to hold in laughter or tears or something. And, uh, yeah, though that was that was a pretty cool moment, and uh, it was fun to you know get to tell the family and everything, and and uh, yeah, so I, I'm I'm gonna be a dad to a little baby girl come a couple months, and I really thought it was gonna be a boy. Dang, I didn't even know, bro. That was the next question. I was like, is it gonna be a boy? Yeah, Dang. no, we found out. We did a little uh, gender reveal. She uh, 
actually going back to proposal, we we kind of mimicked the proposal, and this time she did get to kick it, and yeah. and the ball came out as uh, as pink. pink powder. So um, I was I was pretty surprised to see that. Um, but I've got five sisters, no brothers, and but she, her, uh, her brothers, all her uh, brothers' wives, they all have girls. Uh, there's one boy. I think it's one of one of four of her uh, nieces, nieces and nephews are all girls. So uh, we really thought we were due for a boy, but nope. Keep no. the uh, the estrogen flowing, I guess. Well, this is only one of many, man. So that's um, true. You, I don't know what your guys' plan is, but you guys might get stuck with seven to seven to ten children one day. So <laughs> we both have pretty big families. That would be a uh, that would be a very big family. We'll see if it gets if it gets if we're three kids down the line and we're still popping out girls. Uh, I might do some might do some research to get a uh, to get a boy. <laughs> four four sounds like a pretty good number to me, but. Uh, I don't know how much it is up to me, though. That's that's certainly going to be uh, her decision. We'll see after the first one. You know, let's not let's not get too far ahead of ourselves. We'll see. We'll see how how much we like this first one. Oh yeah, this one just might be the one where you're like, nah, yeah, we're good. no more. One one child, yeah. Nah, yeah, we'll dude, I, I I'm a firm believer in is in if you have one, you must have two. You can't have like a weirdly odd number of children has yeah. to be a very even number. So if you have two, you have to have four. So <laughs> Yeah, I've heard I've heard two is easier than one just because they can play together. And yeah, maybe maybe three, one of them is now ousted, you know, the two, you know, they, they might be fighting with each other. Might get so, twins, maybe, bro. Maybe we'll just have to do four and then six and well, who knows. Big family. I don't know, bro, but like it's just crazy, man, how time time goes by. I mean, you haven't been at Ohio State for a year, and now you're married, you have a kid on the way, and you are playing in the NFL. Isn't that crazy, dude? It, it's pretty crazy. Yeah, no, certainly time flies, that's for sure. And, um, yeah, I mean, in college, yeah, I, I'm sure, I mean, yeah, you followed my story. You know, it was a lot of fun. Um, certainly wouldn't change it for the world, and uh, – yeah, no, just uh, grateful for everything that, you know, Ohio State gave to me. And, and uh, you know, it's, it's going to be always fun to look back on. But, yeah, no, it's it certainly feels it's, – it's crazy. You know, I've already watched the season of Buckeye football as a fan now. And, and uh, weird, huh? Excited for many years to come. Yeah, it's certainly that first game I watched and fourth down came and I wasn't running out there. It was – it was kind of a weird feeling, that's for sure. It was, it was a kind of a mixture of emotions, but uh, I know the uh, the guy there now, Jesse Micro. He's uh, he's doing a, he's doing a good job, and uh, punting duties are, I'm sure, will be stable for for years to come. So, well, bro, I appreciate you coming on here and talking with me. Um, like I said, man, you've been one of my favorite players for a long time. Like I said, I mean, you've been chatting it up on Instagram, texting and shit for a while. So I'm going to continue to follow your follow your journey and support you, bro. And uh, I appreciate you for supporting me and hopping on here and doing this with me tonight. No problem. No problem. And actually, a uh, quick little story about you and your social media. Oh, shoot. Uh, the OSU Buckeyes. It was actually... Your account was actually my first interaction, really, with uh, Buckeye Nation. What? Uh, 
Yeah, I know. It's crazy. I, I was on a, a visit or something and I'd gone to church um, up in Columbus, just kind of, you know, getting a, a feel for the whole atmosphere and everything. And uh, I was sitting in church and you had posted some video. I think it might have been me at a kicking camp or something. Oh, I remember this, bro. I remember getting, this. getting the Buckeye Nation hyped about me or something. And uh, one, of the, one of the guys in church, some college kid, he followed your account and he was sitting right next to me. He's like, dude, that's you. I was like, oh, look, look at this guy. <laughs> and uh, so, yeah, I've always been a big fan of your account. And that and that I always draw back to that story as, as, a, a, as a good memory. So that's wow. Yeah. So, yeah, you were the you were kind of my first interaction really with uh, all the a little bit of Buckeye Nation. So appreciate oh. the uh, initial shout out. Dude, that's crazy. I remember that, dude. Like. I remember when I do certain things and then when you brought it up, like that kind of blows my mind a little bit. That was like your first, like, welcome to like oh, the Buckeye, like social media. Yeah. Show. Wow. Yeah. No, that would have been, yeah. Like six, seven years ago now. So. Jesus. That's crazy, man. You think back on that shit and then time flies. And I mean, I can still very vividly remember it. I'm surprised you remember that. Oh no, it was, it was a good memory. Like I said, I mean, um, yeah, you, you were killing it at the time. You still are. And yeah, you certainly, you know, and had a good following back then. I was like, "Hey, look at this guy. This is yeah, this is cool. Maybe I maybe I will be a Buckeye. <laughs> yeah, maybe maybe you were the reason." Whoa, dude! Let's. <laughs> no. That's just that's just like crazy. If if that was maybe like I triggered something in your mind, you're like, "This guy, we're on to something. This is it's where like, I need to be." Yeah. No. Wow. <laughs> Well, if that's the case, I'm just going to take credit for it. Now. There you go. Take, take credit for it all. I'm taking credit for you being a Buckeye. So, <laughs> Sounds good. Well, shoot, man. I'm going to let you enjoy the rest of your night. I got to go cook me some dinner. I don't even know what I'm going to make. But like I said, bro, um, I appreciate you and everything you've done. Um, and I thank you for hopping on here with me tonight, all right? Yeah, anytime. Appreciate it, Anthony. Thanks for yeah, having man. me. No, no problem, dude. Go Buckeyes, bro. Go Bucks.